Now discuss the biggest takeaways from all these bank earnings. Let's welcome in Octavio Morenzi, CEO at Apamas. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, certainly a takeaway was what a mixed bag the earnings um, reports were from these banks. You had pros and cons, I'm sure. What stood out most to you and what's the takeaway? Is it a pro or a con? Well, I, I think what you saw was basically all the banks had at least a double-digit decline in their earnings. I think the best one came away with earnings going down 23%, and the worst was Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs, who basically saw their earnings slashed in half. So on any other day of the week, that would be considered to be very, very bad indeed. However, if you look at sort of last year in Q2 2021, it's very difficult to make the comparison because during that period, there was a lot of reverses of the loan losses that the banks had squirreled away. Remember that during the pandemic, the banks sort of panicked a bit and said, we're going to lose a lot of money on a whole bunch of loans going bad. And so they had to set aside capital for that uh, last year or two years ago. And that finally sort of unwound itself because those losses never materialized. So everything was okay. Rather than losing all that money on the credit card loans and mortgages and things like that, the consumers by and large paid off their debt and, and carried on servicing their mortgages. So they were absolutely fine. So in Q2 of 2021, we saw those loan loss reserves unwound and hit the bottom line as profits. So the comparables are a bit off, so it's hard to compare. And that's, I think, part of the story here is it's a bit difficult to really uh, make heads and tails of those kind of loan reserves and credit loss reserves that the banks are able to put away. But the fact that they're putting away reserves for bad loans, right? Um, people are now not paying their auto loans. That was one example that was given. Um, people are digging into savings where they were tucking money away, now they're digging back into the savings because they're in this inflationary environment. Unless they feel like they're making so much money, they just can spend everything everywhere. But uh, it's probably more of people being a little nervous. I mean, if they're not paying their loans and they're digging into the savings, or at least some folks are, it's not a good sign, is it? It's not a good sign. I think you're right. It depends why you're digging into your savings. It might be because you feel so confident about the future that you don't feel you need those savings anymore. And I think there's an element of that. A lot of people put money aside during COVID and built up reserves and just like the banks did and basically said things didn't turn out as badly as I thought. So now I can go out and, and spend more. And I think that's what's driving some of the inflationary numbers as well is that kind of sentiment where people said things didn't turn out as bad as I thought and got this money, this cash in the bank. Let's go spend it. Bear in mind, the banks themselves have record levels levels of deposits. They've never seen so much cash flow into bank accounts. And so that's done uh, is a whole bunch of cash sitting there on the sidelines ready to go to work. Yeah, that's one scenario. Um, and I hope that's the scenario. In the meantime, we're going to have higher rates coming um, and things are still very costly. So at this point, um, which banks do you think are better positioned? I mean, you had some tough words out of, of J JP Morgan's Jamie Dimon, right? Um, he really was trying to set the tone that there's a lot of uncertainty. But you heard from, you know, Goldman Sachs and some good dividends there and less, it seemed to be less worries. Yeah, I mean, Jamie like. Dimon's sort of an interesting case because like, Jamie Dimon just a few weeks ago was talking about a hurricane hitting the U.S. economy, and he really made it sound like doom and gloom. And in uh, in the quarterly earnings, he sounded a lot more sort of mitigated and said, well, we'll, add, we'll have something between a soft landing and a hard landing, which I don't think he gets a big prize in economics for having pointed that out. Yes, it's going to be somewhere between those two things. In all likelihood, certainly as interest rates carrying being jacked up, those, those are the two outside uh, possibilities. Um, but I found they, JP 
Morgan did say that they're going to not have any more share buybacks. They're going to put that on hold, which maybe wasn't a terribly right. big surprise. But but I, I found in general his tone to be uh, a lot more positive, still negative, but a lot more positive than it had been just a few weeks before. And if you looked through the earnings results at JP Morgan, there wasn't anything to suggest this hurricane that he's been talking about. I mean, yes, there were some delinquencies on certain kinds of loans, but nothing outlandish. Things seem to be under control there. So it hasn't hit their earnings yet. It's not visible in the JP Morgan books yet, but perhaps that will come in the future. I'm, I'm sure Jamie Dimon can see things ahead of time, given all the data information that JP Morgan has about the economy that the rest of us don't simply don't have access to. Mm -hmm. And then in the end, if you were, you know, creating a portfolio with financials in it, would it be, you know, these big banks, would it be ones that have more investment banking, more home loans, more um, regional banks, or something else that's related, like fintech or something? Well, I think I think the the whole home loan mortgage side of things is going to hit get hit really hard. I mean, seen mortgage rates come up so very much over the course of the past six months, and I think that's going to continue. As you pointed out, the Fed has to carry on raising interest rates. That's going to translate into higher mortgages and fewer mortgage applications and fewer lo lend less lending on that side. And eventually, will also lead to a high level of defaults on on, on mortgage loans. So I would say that's a, probably an area to keep away from more than anything else. I do like the investment banking side of things. I know markets have been very much volatile towards the downside more than anything, but there are some investment banks, particularly people like Goldman Sachs, who've shown that they can navigate those kind of volatile markets very, very well. You mentioned before Goldman Sachs' fixed income trading unit. They did very well indeed. And that's a reflection of the client base they have. They have a lot of hedge funds in there who like volatile markets. Now, whether they're going up or down doesn't matter that much to them, but they like to trade and they trade a lot in those markets. And that uh, really helped Goldman Sachs a lot. So if we think volatile markets on the downside, Side even going to continue, I would say uh, someone like Goldman Sachs looks like an interesting bet. Mm. And how do you feel about the market, the S&P 500? Do we end the year higher? Higher than we are now. Yes. No, I'm, 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 I'm very negative on that. I think the Fed is going to have to carry increasing interest rates. They're going to have to carry on doing monetary tightening. They're going to have to wind down their bond portfolio of mortgage-backed securities and U.S. Treasuries. It's going to be, I think, very difficult, very rocky market. And I think the real balance of the risks looks more to the downside than the upside. I don't think inflation is under control by any stretch of the imagination. I said some time ago that I thought it was going to hit 10% at some stage in the not-too-distant future. And it looks like we're zeroing in on that. We're getting very close to 10% mark. Um, and they're going to have to really slam on the brakes hard. So I think the S&P still has some distance to fall. I see. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised to hear it. It is a different story than people had so much money. They just could take their money out of their savings and do whatever they wanted. Um, that sounds certainly like one that we talk about here every day, worries about inflation and higher rates and what happens next. Octavia Morenzi, thank you. Always great to see you. I really appreciate you being on the show today. Octavio, thanks. CEO of Optimus.